All right, episode 35 of Catching a Buzz is here. We got a jam-packed, and I, I mean absolutely jam-packed, full of football episode. Um, really, I mean, we're into the dog days. Of, well, not, not even the dog days, the, the exciting days of NFL and college football. Yeah, I mean, got the uh, big bowl season to recap, which not yeah, I know we'll talk about, but it was kind of a shitter. It was... Uh, not a very memorable bowl season. No, not at all. But we had one, so that's what matters. Do our due diligence on basketball, which, until football's done, is going to continue to be a very quick recap. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't need to be. I mean, we'll talk about it. But, yeah, it doesn't really need to be there. Um, and then, of course, we've got, oh, wait, no money line picks this week because we are done with the season. Um, kind of sad. Uh, we, could, we could do something for the playoffs, but we didn't really talk about it beforehand, so I guess we'll just enjoy the games. Um, and then, of course, to end it all, locks of the week. We'll start out, though, with the NBA and, and mainly the Bucks, because who cares about anybody else? Um, Bucks are 5-3. and three. Um, Nothing special. We have the same record as the New York Knicks right now, I believe. Um, we're like 5th or 6th in the East. These records don't mean shit. The NBA doesn't mean shit. It's not fun to talk about until it's like... Maybe the last ten games of the regular season, then then you start watching. As opposed to like, I feel like whenever I came home from anything like class, usually it's the Brewers game on. I watch 150 games out of 162. With basketball, I mean, like I'll I'll throw on the Bucks if I have nothing else to watch. But if there's like a football game on or anything else, I I feel like I put them on the back burner. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm not watching any NBA on Saturdays or Sundays during football. Nope. And when you got games on on you know Thursday, you got some bowl games you got or college conference basketball. games, college basketball. I, yeah, I just don't watch that much regular season NBA until you know things start. Guys actually start to care. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, I do follow quite a bit um, of reporters for the box and, and some Twitter personalities, Nathan Marzion, a couple others um, that tweet about the Bucks quite often. So I've been able to follow along. Drew's playing pretty damn well. The big three that they're calling it now in Milwaukee with Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis. Giannis has, hasn't has been as great as we've seen him before, but, I mean, you, you still expect him to get 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists every game. So, um, yeah, still early. Nobody really cares about anything. I, I don't. Do you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> All right. Uh, more exciting topic. College basketball. The Badgers. What they do on uh, New Year's Day? New Year's Eve Day? No, it was New Year's Day. For uh, Gophers? New Year's Eve Day. It was Eve Day? Yeah. I could have sworn I watched them on New Year's Day Day. Yeah, uh, you watched them Eve Day. Okay. What they do on New Year's Eve Day? Uh, beat the Minnesota Gophers. Yeah. 71 Gophers. to 59. Yeah, um, this was a bounce back from our last episode in which the Badgers lost to Maryland at home. Um, so they lost to Min- or they beat Minnesota 71-59. Um, they got their Penn State game postponed. I feel like there was a game in – how do we only drop two spots? Because of the win against Minnesota? Yeah, I think that's what saved us from falling too far. Yeah, because we had the – that Sunday was supposed to be the Penn State game. Didn't play yeah. that. So we only dropped two spots in the AP poll. They're number eight in the nation right now. Um, Badgers got a big win. I mean, depending on how you look at it. I thought it was a big win last night in double overtime against Indiana. Um, Big win for a couple reasons. One, they trailed by eight with like six minutes left. Um, Two, the Badgers seem to play terrible this year at the Kohl Center. I don't, I mean, I have my theories on that. Um, 
So I thought it was a big win. What did you think watching it last night? I mean, we were texting back and forth. What did you think? Yeah, it was definitely frustrating to watch. And it was, to be honest, like most of the second half, I was like, yeah, this isn't going to end well. Because I think we were shooting like, you know, just under 40% from the field. And the Hoosiers were shooting just over 50% from the field. Kind of like Maryland. Yeah, kind of like Maryland. So I was like, all right, like this one's probably not going to go well. Then all of a sudden we get it to overtime. Kind of started off overtime a little shaky like the second half, but then fought it back, tied it up, went into double overtime, and then we just flipped something in the second overtime. Yeah. Um, well, they played Micah Potter in the second overtime, if that yeah, changes that anything. Yeah, that helps. That helps. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, our, our probably your – I mean, we have six, six great players that you can start whenever you want. Micah Potter's one of them, and they sat him for a majority of that – last 10 minutes of the second half and then all of the first overtime um another big part of the win was Demetrius Trice he's ridiculous like in I saw a tweet from Evan Flood that said uh, I'm not going to throw Demetrius Trice into like the J- Jordan Taylor Trayvon Hughes category when it comes to clutch shots but goddamn, he should be up there now he does not miss in the last three minutes of a ball game and it's awesome I fucking love Demetri Trice. Dude went 21-3-7 and seven on the night. Um, he scored 20-plus points in what it feels like the last like five games or so. He's playing his way onto the first-team All-Big Ten team. Um, I mean, we talked about Coach Izzo's comments last week. He is ridiculous at basketball. Yeah, I know I've talked about it before, how like we got a lot of guys that we can turn to on any given night, but it's kind of been Trice like – a lot. Yeah, a lot. Like, the whole way these last couple weeks, which I'm, I'm fine with. Yeah. Like I, other, I'm still confident in others to, to yeah. make big shots. Brad Davison's one of them. Um, I would also trust, for some reason, Nate Reavers. Um, but, you know, I, I think we, we have some options when it comes down to late in the shot clock. But it ends up always being, for the past three years, it's always been... Pick and roll at the top of the key with Trice. He either makes it or misses it. The first couple of years, he didn't make his shots. But nowadays, clutch moments, he's making those shots, and I love it. Um, Tyler Wall. Tyler Wall? Yeah. yeah Tyler <laughs> I, Wall. I don't know why that sounded weird to me originally. Tyler Wall, uh, two big three-pointers um, towards the end of that second overtime um, to double his point total from 6 to 12. He played really well. Uh, you, you don't see him shooting very often, especially from beyond the arc. Um, but to see those go in and to see him hyped and gain some confidence there because he, he doesn't shoot great. <laughs> a burp into a cough. That was terrible. I'm sorry you had to hear that. But he doesn't shoot great. Uh, made two big shots last night. Um, well, who do we play next, Whitey? Uh, on Tuesday, January 12th, I almost said 11th, even though I was reading it off the sheet. Numbers are hard. Number eight, Wisconsin hosts the number 10, Michigan Wolverines. I thought we were going to Ann Arbor. We double checked. I think we're I'm... going to Ann Arbor. Are you sure? I'd rather go to Ann Arbor because the way this team plays at home right now, they have no enthusiasm, no get up. The bench sucks. No, fu- no energy. And then we get, we have to end up playing away games in, in the Kohl Center. You are correct. We do not host Michigan. We're going to Ann Arbor. God, that may, I honestly like that because the home games we've been playing, like I just said, they've, they've been away games because the other team's bench, it was Maryland and Indiana. Both were hyped up. They were excited. They were on the bench cheering. While you look over to the Badgers sidelines and you're like, oh, somebody's standing, but they're not doing anything. Like <clears> It just annoys the hell out of me. So maybe they get some 
um, energy into the, in the into the Breslin Center. Is Breslin Michigan or Michigan State? Ah, that's going to bother You're me. asking the wrong dude. The scary thing, though, is I'm looking at the schedule right now, and, like, the Big Ten this year, kind of like most years, you're never going to have an easy stretch. Yeah. But, like, I'm looking at it, and I was thinking, like, oh, we got Michigan, and then we go to number 15, Rutgers, and Ohio, and then uh, host Ohio State. So that might be a pretty tough stretch. But then later on, we go Illinois, Nebraska, Michigan, Iowa, Northwestern, Illinois again. Okay, so you look to you look to go five hundred in that stretch. Yeah, like that's that's yeah. a tough stretch. And, yeah, you you look to go five hundred, and that's a team that's gonna be in the top twelve, fifteen in the nation. The Badgers that late in the season or whenever it is. But if you can go five hundred from there, I I don't I don't hate that. Well, and then I think I ended with Northwestern Illinois for the second time. Then we play Purdue, and then we end the season at Iowa. Oh Jesus! Christ. So these that last... could be for a Big Ten title too. So our last, what is it, it would be uh, eight games. We have one, two, three, four, five of them are against teams that currently are ranked top 12 in the country. Uh, the Breslin Center is Michigan State. The Chrysler Center is Michigan. Oh. But it's spelled weird, C-R-I-S-L-E-R. So not like Chrysler Car. No, which you might think, you know, Detroit. <clears throat> yeah, it kinda, mean, kinda makes near sense. Ann Arbor. Um, should we? You want to talk? Like, do you have any harsh thoughts about the NHL? Since we I thought oh, about yeah. Chrysler Center, the NHL, and like all their ad stuff. Oh, okay. So if you if you aren't aware, um, the NHL just sold their division naming rights and opened up helmet uh, Decal. decals. Okay. Um, I don't enjoy them selling off helmet decals, but I don't I don't know why anyone has a problem with naming it that. Enterprise Center Central Conference or Central Division, you know. Yeah, to be honest, like I, it kind of like I know I think they're the first team or first major sport to do that in the Big Four. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. But like when they announced it, I was kind of surprised that like they were the first. It was kind of like wow, yeah. like nobody's tried to monetize this yet. Yeah, I think hockey would be the first place to start. Also, it just kind of reminds me. Of, I know they don't do this in the NHL All Star Game, but it, like they split them up into divisions for All Star Games. Why not just fucking sponsor them, you know? It doesn't, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't hate the helmets only because, well, one, shout out the Chicago Blackhawks for not being sellouts and being one of the first teams to do it. <clears throat> Nashville Predators. Um, but at the same I time. Know who Nashville got. Bridgestone. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, they play at the Bridgestone Arena. That's just, that's taking a decal from the sideboards and putting it on the helmet. That's not even selling out. Come on. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think there was a, like, I know uh, the Wild did Excel Energy. Because they played uh, at the Excel Energy Center. Right. And I think there's a few I think it's going to be a lot of them. The weird there. one, uh, look up what the Detroit Red Wings helmet Are they going logo little Caesars? is. Uh-uh. Oh. Let me just double check to make sure I had it right. Um, helmet sponsor. UWM named exclusive mortgage partner. Uh, what? Oh, wait a minute. That's United Wholesale Mortgage. Wait, so did you... When I read it, I was... I like... Cause the dude you thought like, it was UW Milwaukee. Well, because in the article I read, the guy said, "Shout out UW Milwaukee." Okay, and so the it was UW, a bad article. Yeah, bad. Well, well, 
I think he was just trolling. Oh. And I had no comprehension. Oh, you didn't realize? Yeah. Troll yeah. Drop. So, like, he was trolling, assuming, like, everybody would be like, oh, ha, that's uh. funny. And my ass looked at it like, oh, wow. <laughs> Good, good for the Panthers. For the Panthers. <laughs> so who getting is it, out there. Who is it now? Uh, United Home, United mortgage? Wholesale Mortgage. What the hell? Yeah, I mean so, they're trying to sell mortgages in in Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I mean it makes sense. No, so yeah, basically I brought this up for nothing because I thought it was gonna be really funny when you read UW Milwaukee's oh, a sponsor. Yeah, I did. But yeah. going back to the helmet thing, like I don't really have a problem with it just because. I know that, you know, like in the NBA, I absolutely hated it when they said oh, they were going to do it. it. But now I kind of no, like I don't, it. I don't even I mean, notice. They're just part of the jersey. Yeah, like it's just part of it. You get used to it. Like it is what it is. I don't think anybody is pro like increased sponsor ads. Yeah. But like, we, we especially don't... in a year like this where they already lost a bunch of money. Can you really blame the NHL and yeah, NHL no. teams for trying to bring in more? And the thing about it is, I mean, like... If you're able to work with the brand that's sponsoring you and you're able to incorporate your colors into the logo, that makes it look even cooler. Like uh, GE is working with the Celtics and they have their patch and they changed their colors to green and white so it could match the jersey. Yeah. That looks great. I don't love the orange on the Bucks jerseys, but I deal with it. Yeah, but I think I think it could look a lot worse. Yeah, I also really like, and I think this is the majority of what teams do, I wouldn't say majority, but, like, a lot of teams will do this. Like, I don't know, you know, not to shit on the Preds, but, like, I don't know if Bridgestone is, like, a, you know, founded in Tennessee type thing. Based in Nashville. Is it? Headquarters, yeah. Yeah, so, like, that, you know, people in Tennessee are probably like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. And, like, with Harley, everybody in Wisconsin knows that Harley's a Wisconsin thing. Yep. You know, you see Harley places all over, so you're kind of like, oh, okay, like, it's a lot better. Mm -hmm. Like, I wouldn't like. I would really hate if the Bucks were sponsored by like McDonald's, yeah, just some big some national big like no ties. Yeah, but I think it's a little better when you got teams tying it in. Like Excel Energy, I'm guessing is based out of Minnesota because like I know in lacrosse, that's what that's yeah. where the energy company is and shit. But yeah, I, I saw a lot of people freaking out, it, like just pissed. And we're yeah. not gonna turn into the fucking League Two of. Italian basketball where their whole jerseys littered with fucking advertisements. Right. Well, and like, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, what, like, MLS already does that, don't they? I can't remember. I, I mean, it's so. like, let me correct me if I'm wrong, but the New York Red Bulls. Yeah, that's I mean, like, that's like four Red Bull, right? Yeah. Like, that's not just their. I mean, like, they don't have mascots as it is. No, but I mean, the the Red. Well, I guess Bull, the MLS Red Bull brand does. does own like six different teams well, yeah, a bunch of them in europe but yeah. yeah but like that's what i'm saying like yeah. their entire like identity is a sponsorship so i don't think people can be that pissed and then the more i thought about it <laughs> nascar yeah like, like anywhere from kids all the way up to guys who have been watching it for 40 years you barely even like sometimes you'll just call cars like oh the uh, mountain dew car the yeah. napa car like and that's how you like identify like oh Remember when uh, Kyle Busch was driving the Interstate Battery 18 yep. and, you know, just, or when he was driving the, uh, what was it, Kellogg's. Oh, had, the had Kellogg, Tony the yeah. Tiger Tony the on Tiger. it, the number five. How's it going? So, yeah, it does it suck that, like, corporate sponsorship is booming in sports? I mean, yeah, it's not the most ideal thing. Am I going to freak out and lose sleep about it? Absolutely not. Yeah. 
Uh, you know what corporate sponsor was on the jersey of uh, a, a U.S. team this week? Huh. Chipotle. They were the shoulder pad sponsor of the USA World Juniors team um, that competed against Canada this week for the gold medal. Um, Jake's looking at me a little baffled. There's like a little Chipotle logo on their shoulder. I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah. It's there. Um, I figured we'd talk about that. We don't have it on the docket for our, our script or whatever, but I, I can't believe we forgot to put it on there. Um, the 2021 World Juniors goes to the United States over Canada 2 nothing. Um, should have been 3 nothing with an empty netter at the end, but it, it didn't quite go in. Um couple things to talk about. Spencer Knight, ridiculous in goal in that game. Um, I, I, did, I did another one of them free trials to watch the game because I don't have an NHL network. Mm-hmm. So that was my second Fubo TV trial. I got to cancel that. Yeah, you do. And then you can just keep cranking out emails. Yeah, we, sure. uh, we We actually... Yo, we, we didn't start with a random tangent this week, so I'll insert it now. Yo, we usually start just yeah. like unintentionally yeah. ramble on. Well, so my roommate, we all wanted YouTube TV because we have charter for internet. But we didn't want to pay for charter TV. Mm-hmm. And my roommate was like, well, hey, I have a free trial of YouTube TV for like, I think it's like 14 days or something. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I'll just keep cranking out like fake emails every couple weeks and we'll keep getting free trials. Well, the one week he forgot about it, it's like 60 bucks a month Jesus. for YouTube TV. Yeah, I think I had to do the same. I think I had to pay like 70 or not pay, but like it's a $78 plan because I had to click the addition of like the sports, yeah, the network. sports package. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to get caught not not canceling that shit. No, like you got to put on a calendar like, hey, I have my, it on my, my trial. Yeah, yeah, trial runs out. Better cancel now. Yeah. Um, back back to USA Hockey. Um Spencer Knight was great in goal. Uh, it didn't really. I mean, the defense played great. Trevor Zegers, this kid, um, he is a Ducks. Um, I think he got taken in the first round last year or two years ago by the Ducks. Um, he is ridiculous. If you if you look up Trevor Zegers on Twitter, it'll be a bunch of stick handling uh, videos. They're sick as fuck. He's got what, what do they call him? Silky mitts in hockey. I've been like I've been hockey, trying to learn. I, hockey I wish lingo. I knew hockey lingo. He's got silky mitts. If if you play hockey and you want to punch my head, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Canada had never trailed in the tournament. Um, they also had never given up a goal five on five in the entire tournament. Uh, the U.S. scores two five on five, and obviously Canada trailed. Um, this game really wasn't close. I, it, I don't want to say that. It was close throughout because, like, they played pretty evenly. A couple of good breaks went the U.S. way. Um, but that was a hell of a game to watch. If you don't watch the U.S. or the World Juniors every year, um, you're doing something wrong because not only do you get to see the future of NHL hockey, you, I mean, like, this is the only we, – we had the Olympics canceled. We've had a lot of shit canceled. March Madness was canceled. This was, like, one of the only times where I ever felt like, hey – I can really fucking root for something because my teams haven't been in shit. You can always root for the U.S. Oh, absolutely. It was awesome. They brought out the old uh, 1980 uniforms, uh, the ones they wore in the Miracle, not in the gold medal game that year, but in the Miracle. Um, which, which I think people always get mixed up because I think people assume the Miracle on Ice was for the gold. Yeah, no, it was, it was just it was semifinals. semifinals. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of highlights on YouTube. I, I've watched um, actually a couple times now. The uh, 
the overall game on on YouTube, not the whole thing, but like the highlights. You know how they do on ESPN or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, you can look that up if you if you want to see it. Great game. I fucking love that Canada doesn't win for a second year in a row. Um, well, and uh, the juniors championship also probably delivered one of the greatest like press conference moments I've seen. I believe it was was it Sweden's head coach when they were going to oh, play yeah. Canada. Yeah, no, it was Finland. Was it Finland? A I Scandinavian so. country's coach was yeah. talking about playing Canada, and they're like, "What do you say to your team before playing Canada?" And he's like, "What like, what do I say?" Because yeah. they they shoot better. They've had like every player drafted, and we have one yeah, player they, they drafted. Have, they have nineteen first rounders on their team, and we have none. Like they're a better team. What do I say to them? <laughs> that was electric. And they're like, "Well, see, are you, like, are you guys feeling any pressure to win?" He's like, "Pressure? I don't even know what that word means." That was electric. That was awesome. Also, another interview moment, um, Cole Caulfield, Wisconsin Badger. Um, he had talked about – he was talking on the, the – it was the pregame, I think, and he accidentally swore. Uh -huh. And then, oh, he started to feel bad. That was really funny. Um, last thing I'd say is um, to take their team picture at the end, the U.S. came out and they uh, slid across the ice a barrel, a blue, big blue barrel. And the internet went crazy in their in their team picture because everyone was like, "Oh, it's a garbage can," and they put Canada's logo on it, like the hockey player playing behind or in front of the big maple leaf. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, it's a garbage can!" Like they're trolling, whatever. Um, but there was a sick story behind it. Um, basically, they had they had a barrel in the locker room for each game they were gonna play. And they had to get to the next barrel. It was a cool story. Uh, if you want to look it up, it's on my likes on Twitter. I think I might have retweeted it. Um, but yeah, super cool story. I, I love I love when USA Hockey does well. We'll see what happens in. Uh, is this your winter or summer for the Olympics? Summer, because summer yeah. got pushed back. Okay. So instead of only because like usually the nice thing about the summer Olympics is even though it's two years apart, it's a really short turnaround. It's yeah. only like a year and a half. Uh -huh. Well, now we have like. Four months mm -hmm. between summer and winter Olympics. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be electric. Uh, but moving on, I think we have another good corporate sponsor we could talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's this there's this company that you might have heard of recently um, called Duke's Mayo. Duke's Mayo. What do they call it? It's Z Zwangy? Z Tangy. No, no. Z oh. it's, it's like zesty and twangy combined, isn't it? It's something. <laughs> well, is, it, is it just twang? It's twang, yeah. I think it's twang. It's twangy, maybe. Um, but the Badgers get their uh, fifth bowl win under uh, head coach Paul Christ in the Duke's Mail Bowl. What is it? It's twang. Twang? Yeah, their motto is, it's got twang. <laughs> <laughs> it's got twang. You want to talk about the game, Whitey? Yeah, so the game started. Badgers go down quick, like 14 nothing. Really ugly. They were going fast-paced, no huddle offense. It scared the shit out of me. And I think everybody was thinking, hold, like this has already been a nightmare season. We're about to have a losing record for I think like the first time since like 03. 19 years, I think. Yeah, or something like crazy. Like the Browns made the playoffs and the Badgers had a losing record. Yeah. So we tied it up at 14. I think everybody's feeling, all right, like this one's going to be close. And then Wake, uh, Wake Forest quarterback in the second half decided i'm throwing the game <laughs> yeah. and i'm throwing every pass to the badgers we had what three or four interceptions in the second half i think the poor guy had as many completions to his own team as he did the badgers in the second half badgers ran away with it 142 to 28 it caps off not like 
Like, I don't want to sound... Sp- like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh... Wisconsin football championship or bust because yeah you gotta never, make you gotta make the you gotta make the championship before you can yeah. act like that or make the playoff or make the playoff yeah I was thinking we didn't even make it when it was two teams <laughs> yeah uh, but it definitely a disappointing season especially after you know the first two games we played uh, but ran into good ran into a tough Northwestern team ran into a tough Indiana team yep. tough Iowa team yep. just kind of unraveled pretty quickly. But I don't know. I have hope for next year. I don't think there's anything to be necessarily worried about. Yeah, um, I'm glad we went out on a, on a happy note, um, especially because of how tough this season was. And like, and going into the off season, it sucks losing the last game because you always are looking back at like the last game that you played. Oh, you lost. Well, shit. Now I have nothing to look forward to. Um, obviously, that's very general. Um, but honestly. I am very, 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 very glad we dropped that trophy. That was the funniest shit I've seen oh, in that a was long awesome. time. That was awesome. That was the perfect way to end the whatever season you want to call that just happened. Um, we're looking forward to the next season with a broken trophy in hand. Um, they taped a mayo container, mayo bottle to the top of the trophy. Um, of course, Graham Mertz is the one to drop it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, so we've had some – um, people say they're coming back to the team. People say they're heading Jake to the Ferguson draft. Jake Ferguson coming back. That's big. Yeah. Top two receivers coming back. That's big. Is uh, Danny Davis coming back? I thought he was. I only saw Pryor. I think, uh, maybe I think Davis, Davis still hasn't decided. Okay. Um, but, hey, that means yeah. there's a shot. Um, Eric Burrell um, heading to the NFL. Cole Van Landen I saw today is heading to the NFL. Um, so we'll see where it goes. We're still waiting on Groshek, still waiting on Danny Davis, I believe. Yeah, Danny Davis and Groshek waiting on. Uh, unfortunately, did, did you mention uh, transfers when I was typing this? No. So we lost Nakia Watson, which, again, you know, nothing. I don't really think anybody looks down upon him yeah, for it. Like you, burgers the future, you know. You bring in a good freshman, and he's never really found his footing at Wisconsin. And then Jack Cohen, of course. I'm gonna like. I'm not gonna miss him in the sense that like he's not. He wasn't gonna play here. But you do kind of feel bad, like he played a hell of a season last year, you know, at least in terms of like his expectations. Yeah. Uh, and this year is just, you know, at some point you knew it was going to turn into, all right, we got to put the blue chip in. Like yeah. it's just how it has to be. So you kind of feel for the guys going to Notre Dame, which I'm not happy about. Jack Cohn revenge game. We're going to get fucked. Yeah. That, yeah. We're going to get fucked. So like, I don't, I wish success for him. But I would have wished a lot more success had he gone to like the Pac-12, a team that we don't play. Well, it just and even if he went to like you know like a Purdue, I just didn't want him going to Notre Dame. Yeah, I feel like he could have gone to like a Duke or somebody. I think we talked on the podcast about maybe him going to like Syracuse or something. Yeah, just yeah, give him a little I didn't ACC. Think he was, yeah, um, I didn't think he was gonna go to that big of a school. Oh, that um, was very interesting. Very I mean, it, you know, he's got to beat out two other guys still. Yeah, it's not like a guarantee that he's gonna start. But I definitely uh, am rooting for this Wisconsin transfer quarterback much more than the previous quarterback we had transfer out in young Alex Hornibrook. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, We'll move on. You want to talk Georgia? Yeah. So uh, Georgia took on Cincinnati in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Great game. Just a perfect Georgia name for a bowl game. Chick-fil-A and Peaches. Great name, great game. Great game. Uh, Beat them 24-21. Cincinnati was 
pretty much in control the whole way, and it kind of looked like it was might get ugly at some points. Yeah, uh, I think I would I would venture to say a lot. The majority of people were hoping that Cincinnati held them off, uh, but unfortunately, SEC power, a good Georgia team that kind of found some offense in the second half of the season, found some in the second half of the game, ended up beating Cincinnati. Uh, and then I just wanted to include this because I was like a little group of five talk. Uh, talking about Cincinnati, next year their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, decided he will return for Cincinnati. That's huge for Cincy because in, in these in these smaller programs, not, not so much smaller programs, but these kind of like coming out of nowhere programs where they have that really good year, usually it's on the, the tail end of a, quarter, a really good quarterback's career. Um, and so you see some regression the next year, and then you end up back to where you were before you got <clears throat> decently good in the power five or group of five. Um, but it's nice to see him come back. We'll see what happens next year. Yeah, I mean, we're literally seeing it now with UCF, you know, with Mackenzie Milton. Uh, they went off, and then he gets hurt. They kind of fall off. And now Dylan Gabriel's kind of coming back to bring him to trying to compete again for the group of five New Year's Six Bowl. But, yeah, I love group of five teams. Oh, we should talk about um, how bad Cincinnati's clock management is. Yeah, real bad. That was really tough. Would, me, would that first down of or a run have sealed the game? So, it was, what, like third and two from like the right around midfield. Yeah. And so, Georgia was out of timeout. So, if Cincinnati runs it, I think Georgia's getting like 20 seconds left in a yeah. punt. If they, if they th- don't make the two yards. If they don't get a first down on the ground. If they throw the ball, it's the same boat. You get a first down, the game's over, yeah. whatever. But if you throw an incompletion, you give Georgia a minute left to get into, uh, was it field goal range? Because they were tied. Were they tied at? Well, no, they were. Georgia was down. Yeah. Uh, Four. 16. Or was it 17 to 21? They won by Yeah, three. that's what it was. Well, I yeah. wasn't sure if it was 16 and oh, they went yeah. for two. But, yeah. So, I mean – like sure, I like if they would have completed the pass, nobody would be talking about yep. it because it worked, and I get that. I just still think like you only need two yards if you're trying to beat a po- very good Power Five team in a bowl game. I don't mind. You trickery. gotta get two. I yards. don't mind trickery. I don't mind whatever you're gonna do, but keep the ball on the ground. And if it's gonna be a pass, it's gotta be like a very easy like little dump off like pick play bubble screen something that like you're almost certain is gonna get yeah. caught um we'll move on though college football playoff sucked um, it sucked it was terrible um i watched the entirety of the first game and then i was heading back from up north halfway through the ohio state game um it also sucked that both overs didn't hit only one of them um i had both overs i think those were your locks last week oh yeah they were okay yeah, i have no doubt about that um Bama, nobody, nobody expected Notre Dame to really even compete in this game. But I did not expect Notre Dame to cover. No, and they backdoor covered, of course. Like it pissed, yeah, they suck it pissed me off so much. The Irish, the, the whole fucking game. I'm like, okay, Bama, you're up twenty. You only have to beat them by twenty-one. We're fine. You're gonna score another touchdown. They might get a field goal. Nope. Notre Dame backdoor covers. Fuck you guys. Um, I, I've never really liked Notre Dame at all. Ohio State beats Clemson 49-28. to um, Twitter went electric during this game because Justin Fields went electric during this game. Um, <laughs> I, uh, Shout out uh, Dabo for saying Ohio State yeah, number was the 11, 11th best yeah. team in the country. Yikes, that's a bad look. And I know, like, it's been overused now, but it's still a terrible well, look. And, like, the thing is, is if we're going to be honest with ourselves – 
that's not why Ohio State came out and kicked the shit out of no. Clemson. Like, it's not like they wouldn't have been motivated for this. Yeah. But you don't got to add fuel to the fire. Exactly. Um, Ohio State looked damn good. Uh, Justin Fields, six touchdowns after getting jacked Oh, up. my God. He got I thought like there were, I, when he came when he went out or got hit I was like ooh yeah he like yeah. wind knocked out of him at least but then you kind of see him come back in so I was still thinking like oh yeah he got the wind knocked out of him he's good but that first touchdown pass I believe it was his first pass back in the game was a touchdown mm-hmm. right I think so the way the ball came off his hand I was it was just a duck like floated into the corner of the end zone. That's when I was like, oh, yeah, he's hurt. Like, he's yeah. that was his last pass of the night. He's done. But he just kept coming back in, and he was slinging the ball. Yeah. I don't like the targeting call there. I really don't. Field spins into him. I mean, what is the defender yeah, supposed like, to do? Yeah, like, sure, he kind of speared him, which I get is also part of it, like leading with the helmet yeah. and all that. But, yeah, it's just tough, especially it because. I, it would have been hip to shoulder if he didn't spin. Yeah. So I, and that's another thing that always I'm quick tangent here. That's what I think pisses me off about targeting is like half the time when they call targeting, it's because the runner went down. Yep. Like went low. Yep. And if the runner wouldn't have went low, like the guy wasn't trying to have a head-on hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of the same thing as last year. I believe it was Sean Wade, uh, Ohio State's top corner, got called for targeting on Trevor Lawrence. I hate targeting in that. Rarely do I ever like. There's certain obvious situations in where somebody like, whether they meant it or not, they want they chose to lead with the head. Um, usually, it it comes when you're hitting somebody else in the head. You're tackling, um, but in these stupid situations where the dude's just trying to make a tackle, he's not trying to be forceful like that. Right, uh, and that's where I kind of wish you know. It didn't exist. I, I wish it didn't exist. Well, see, I, I'm completely fine with it existing because I understand, like, you know, they have it in the NFL as a 15. Well, I know it's, like, hit on defenseless. Yeah. Uh, but they also have, like, their own – isn't it, like, just, like, leading with the crown of the helmets 15 yards? I think it's just getting – I think it's a personal power on the zero roughness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever they call um, it. But I almost wish college could do something where, like, you know – there was like an inadvertent, like a flagrant one type scenario. Yeah. Like, hey, you knock the dude out cold, it's still a penalty. And then you could get like, a, all right, the guy dropped his head down and hit the guy standing up in the face mask. Yeah. Like, you know, what would they say? Like, malicious, like malintent to yeah. flagrant two. And yeah, would that add more judgment on the referees? Sure, but it's already a reviewed penalty. Yeah. So it's already up to judgment by the refs. At least this way, you could kind of say, like, okay. You know, it was a bad hit, you know, hit him with the crown or defenseless hit, whatever. Just give him a 15-yard and don't eject the guy for a full four quarters. You yeah, know what I, I mean? That. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we we should preview the national championship real quick. Um, I think we have, what, is it played on the 15th? Uh, 11th. It's oh, played sh- Monday night. Oh, yeah, fuck. I thought it was next weekend. That's my bad. Um, yeah, Monday night. Uh, it's always been weird to me with that Monday night thing, but it's also nice because we don't have Monday night football anymore. Yeah, there's nothing else on. Like, yeah. I just kind of own the night. And the, um, I think the night before is, I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm, never mind. Well, it'll be uh, Sunday night football in two days. Yeah. It'll and then be we'll have... uh, Brown Steelers is Sunday night. Yep. Or is it, uh, no, is it Brown Steelers? Yeah, it yeah okay. Um, you want to talk coaching carousel? 
Well, do we want the... to talk at all about uh, national championship quick? Oh yeah. So um, I just mentioned it was on Monday. It's we're we're done with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we also didn't talk about the Heisman winner, Devontae Smith. Hundred percent deserved. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think we're gonna have any debate there. I think we both agree he was the guy. I was I wasn't surprised to see how many votes Trevor Lawrence got. Um, because you never see that many Heisman winners that blow people out of the water. Yeah. But it was still interesting to see Trevor Lawrence get second. Also, I guess the only problem I had, I think Kyle Trask, I thought he had a better year than Mac Jones. I know it, like, I know with quarterbacks or with the Heisman, a lot of it comes down to like, was your team in the Final Four? Yep. If not, you're not going to win Heisman or do very well in the Heisman. But if you just look at numbers, Kyle Trask had a better season. Sure, he had a couple bad games, and like those games that they lost as a you know while he played bad, hurt him, hurt the team in their like final positioning. Yeah, I just think I know I like Florida. I know I don't really like Bama. I just think Kyle Trask had better numbers than Mac Jones, and like Mac Jones got boosted because he got to throw the ball to the Heisman winner. Yeah, I don't mind that take. Um, but we uh, we both can agree, Devontae. Um, won that fair and square. Um, I was getting a little uh jumpy late. Uh, probably two o'clock. What was it? When did they announce it? Um, Monday. The well, like when uh, did they announce what? Heisman winner. Oh, uh, Tuesday night. Tuesday night. I was getting a little like hesitant on like at like Tuesday at noon, and I was gonna be like, well, they submitted their ballots like two weeks ago. They didn't get to see Devontae Smith in the college football playoff before they voted. What if somehow, some way, people are like, let's give it to Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't won it yet. He's one of the greatest QBs of all time in college. So I was going to throw a bet down for 10 bucks on Trevor Lawrence just for fun because I think it was riding at like plus 850 or something. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't find it on the sports book. So. Well, that's another weird thing to think about is Trevor Lawrence, one of the greatest college quarterbacks and definitely one of the most hyped up college quarterbacks we've had at least in our lifetime. Yeah won a single national championship and never got a Heisman, really never got close to winning a Heisman. It, does he have a legacy? That's what people are questioning right now. Because, like, he's the, for sure, like, he's been the runaway number one pick for, for this draft years. since his freshman year. Yeah. And he won the national championship, and everyone was thinking, holy shit, he's going to win three in a row, and he might get two Heismans out of it. Yep. I think he got second once in the Heisman. Yeah, hot take. Should they have just stuck with Kelly Bryant at Clemson? Instead of Trevor Lawrence. No. Remember that dude? Yeah, he, he went, went to uh, Missouri and didn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, that's tough. I, I thought they the were dude. idiots. I was like, why are they bringing in this fucking true freshman? To play and then you watched him and you're like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, makes, makes sense. It, yeah. Uh, but yeah, looking at the national championship on Monday night, Bama favored by eight and a half over under 75 points. That that's makes, a I mean, lot. For, it's a lot. Well, it absolutely makes sense. It's just like for a national championship, that's a shit ton. Yeah. Um, if anyone wants... I think last year LSU Clemson was like 68 and a half or something, and everybody was freaking out about how high that one was. Yeah. Then this one comes and blows it out by seven points. Yeah. Um, quick little note. I, I don't think anyone will do this, but I think I will. I'm going to look back into a couple episodes ago when I said Ohio State was going to beat Clemson by a bunch. Because I'm pretty sure I said that. I'm not going to tell you you didn't. I'll yeah, I'll look it up afterwards. Um, yeah, go Big Ten. I, <sighs> Ohio I, State, like, I'm not going to say they don't have a shot. They have a they're shot. In the national it's not a good shot. No, and, like, the shitty thing is they probably, 
as good as they played against Clemson last week, they have to at least, which was far and away their best game they've played this yep. year and probably last year too. Not only do they have to match that again, they probably got to beat that. Yeah, at least by a little bit. I mean, if if they beat how well they played against Clemson, I think it's three to seven point game. I, I mean, go Big Ten. I don't like rooting for Ohio State ever. No. Except in the college football playoffs. So go Ohio State. Go Big Ten. I think they have a shot. I'm not, like, confident. Like, I, by no means if, would I bet anybody, like, hey, Ohio State's going to win. But I don't know. We'll see. I, mean, I think, I think wilder I li- things have happened. I think I kind of like this over. <clears throat> I've been thinking about it. Yeah, Bama's defense isn't your typical Bama defense, and their offense is insane. Yeah. And if Ohio State keeps figuring out how to play offense like they did last week, yeah, never know. All right, coaching carousel? Yeah, so uh, not one of my favorite parts of the season because that means the season's over, but always interesting to kind of, you know, helps you already get excited for the next year. Yep. Uh, not surprising, but it's weird how it happened. Tom Herman fired at Texas. Very weird how this happened. He got he got what is the kiss of death, which is your you know either the GM or the owner or the athletic director saying we support the coach. They're yep. our coach moving forward. <laughs> but then, like you had to like you one would assume that the AD knew going into the bowl game against Colorado that he was fired. Yeah. But then they blow out Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. Not even close in the next, or, you know, a few days later, maybe it was even the next day, Tom Herman's fired at Texas. You know what's even weirder? The next day after that, they hired Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, like immediately. And this is the ultimate, this is why Texas will not remain, like, will not be back for a long time. They just keep trying to hire big name head coaches. They go for, like, the hot name. Like yeah. The, oh, so, uh, Tom Herman won 11 games for two straight years at... Houston, and I didn't mind the Tom Herman hire. This one seems extremely rushed. You're just poach, you're trying to poach Bama for whatever they have. The last time Steve Sarkeesian was a head coach was what USC when he was terrible. Like I don't, I don't get this. It doesn't make any sense. It's the ultimate Texas move. It pisses me off because everyone's like, "Oh, when's Texas gonna be back?" I think this this year, this year. Tom Herman couldn't win with Sam Ellinger. Steve Sarkeesian, I don't know how he's gonna win. I mean. It, for anybody that thinks this makes Texas back, even like like going forward, like this is a good move, I don't think it's a good move at all. And that's a hot take from a dude who really doesn't watch Big 12 football. I hate this move. Yeah, I think it's a better hire than uh, who was before Tom Herman, the Louisville coach. Uh, I don't know was his it, name. Uh, I don't Charlie Strong. Yep. Like I like this one you know, a little bit better than the Charlie Strong hire from Louisville. But, yeah, it's it's like people just assume that because somebody was in the Saban coaching tree that they're automatically going to come out and just produce the same exact way. It makes it a lot easier to coach when you have Nick Saban probably guiding you the whole way. Yeah. Like, obviously, Kirby Smart at Georgia has shown that he's a good coach. And I'm sure Sarkeesian will do fine at Texas. Like, I don't think he's going to put him in the basement of the Big 12 or anything. But yeah, I, I just don't – I'm kind of with you. I don't really like that they just kind of rushed in. They're like, who's the big hot name? Let's go get them type yeah. thing. Um, you know who I think might turn out to be a really good head coach is Dave Aranda down there in the Big 12. Down at I, Baylor? Yeah, I think that Baylor team – and w- watching the next couple of years, I think 
he might bring that program back to where it should be. Well, yeah, and it's tough because, you know, I think people looked at this year as like a failure, but I think it was more last year Matt Rule and Baylor kind of just like outperformed yeah. what they should have done. Yep. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think Dave Aranda is going to be a good coach. Obviously was uh, very good with LSU down in the bayou. So very good with I, Wisconsin. Very good with Wisconsin. We just, you know, didn't have as big of a booster club or a paycheck to write him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited to see what Aranda can do at Baylor. Also out uh, in the SEC, Gus Malzahn. I thought, I thought he had the job for life. I've talked about this before. Um, Gus Malzahn will win a, win a Iron Bowl game once every five years, and that'll secure him for the next five Um he was the offensive coordinator when they won the national championship in 2011, the 2010 season. Um, I thought this was, I mean, that sweater vest, everything with Gus Malzahn fit in Auburn. Was he, he a, was he a visor or a regular ball he was a cap? Visor. He was a visor yeah, guy. He was a visor guy. Visor with the, uh, with the, the vest. sweater vest. Sweater vest. Yeah. Um, everything fit with Auburn except for the fact that Gus Malzahn couldn't win enough games. I mean, that's what it boiled down to. Um, he, he got this prospect coming out of Alabama – named Bo Nix, supposed to be very, very, very good. He's shown some flashes, but if you got the second-ranked quarterback in the nation coming in and you don't win more than seven games a year, you're kind of fucked. That happened to Gus Malzahn. Well, yeah, I mean, I think leashes are pretty short in the SEC just because, like, if you're not getting better as a team. South Carolina, who's stuck with Muschamp for, like, five years. Right. Like, if you're not getting better every year and, like, the top-tier teams are pulling away from you or whoever the top happens to be at the time, which, you know, for the last 10 years has been Bama, like, you're going to get canned. Yeah. Uh, But they bring in Brian Harson, the Boise State head coach. Um, Another group of five guy. You know, he's always had Boise State competitive in the group of five. I think the biggest knock on him that people have had is like he doesn't have the southeastern connections that you kind of need in the SEC for yeah. recruiting. But I'm excited to see what he can do again. You know, I think I've, uh, I know I said like 20 minutes ago. I love the group of five, hoping he can have some success. The only thing I didn't like about this hire is during the Auburn Northwestern bowl game, they interviewed him while Northwestern was beating the shit out of Auburn. They interviewed him? Like, they, uh, yeah, like, they had him up in a press box ah. saying, like, hey, like, you're watching your team. Like, you know, talking about, like, his future plans and all this, And he's just having to watch his team yeah, get the shit tough. kicked out that's of tough. him. And then in uh, other, I think, good news for... What a wild turn of events. Good news for everybody but Michigan. Jim Harbaugh extended at the University of Michigan through 2025. What is Michigan doing? I... D- Another hire I do not understand. I, I understand. This is the part that I understand. Harbaugh is now a Michigan guy. He, he, he is Michigan's man. He will have that job for life until he doesn't want it, I guess. Yeah, the team, apparently. The team doesn't win games. He recruits well, but those recruits don't turn out because he doesn't develop them. They don't beat Ohio State. They don't beat Ohio State. I mean, maybe this is because they didn't have to play Ohio State. Or did, wait. No, they canceled it. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, maybe this is because they didn't have to play Ohio State. That that might we said it when they got canceled. It might have been a Jim's Harbaugh's Jim Harbaugh's best present ever, not having to play Ohio State for a year, and then you get extended that year. Like, I am very very glad about this for as a Badger fan. Um, 
I kind of want to see this Michigan-Ohio State rivalry come back, but it's not going to happen under Harbaugh. No, I mean, I think he's had one year where they were competitive, and uh, that was the year, I think they were, you know, whatever they were, like, they are each ranked, like... Two and three, they lost. Two and Michigan three. Michigan lost in overtime. Mm-hmm. On, they probably should have won that game, if oh, I remember, because they got a... Ohio State got a bullshit Bill spot on fourth down. down. Yep. But, you know, other than that, he still hasn't came close to beating them, and it doesn't seem... He usually seem, gets blown out. Yeah. yeah, and it just doesn't seem like that's going to change anytime soon. I also, did you see Ohio State liked the tweet yeah. about the extension? That was awesome. Yeah, they liked the tweet. Then Bleacher Report quote, quoted it, or took a screenshot and whatever, and then Ohio State football replied to that screenshot with the... Uh, Trey the, Sermon? Yeah, Trey Sermon meme. That yeah. thing's awesome now, where he's smiling up at the camera if you yeah. were watching the uh, That was uh, where he knew he didn't get it, yeah. or he knew he was down. Yeah. yeah. No, that was good. That's just... I, I love when, like, Teams, Twitters, shit talk oh, yeah. each other. You got to get a good little intern in the in the. Well, yeah, because you know it's department. obviously it's, it's not it's not Ryan kid. Day yeah. firing <laughs> off tweets like it's just you know some social media intern in the sports media department or whatever. Just just good wholesome content. Yeah. Um. So to recap, uh, NCAA coaching carousel. Sorry Texas. Sorry Michigan. Good luck Auburn. That's what I'd say. Yep. Yeah. That's about it. All right. NFL Week 17 recap. Um, before we get started with that, I'm just going to go into the uh, overall money line records for the season. Um, since we aren't doing money line this week, we usually do it at the end of NFL, but we'll we'll start out with it. Last did week, Phil make the comeback? Did I make the comeback? I had six picks that were opposite of Whitey. I was down six going into the week. Um, Whitey goes 12 and four, which means I'm mathematically eliminated. I went 10 and six. I I dropped two more games. Um, we calculated um, every week we, we missed week 11, week 12, and week 16 due to different circumstances with COVID and fucking holidays, holidays and, and family gatherings and shit. Um, so we missed three weeks of football, money line picks. Jake ends up in first. I mean, there's only two spots. He wins it 132 and 64. Um, so he goes over. Doubled up. Yeah, over doubled up. Yeah. Yeah, that is over, little, is it? Little, my math. In, yeah, my, in my mind, I was instantly like, oh, that's a perfect double. Yeah. No, nope. No. A <laughs> um, little over doubled up for Whitey. I ended up 124 and 72, eight games back. Um, over, what was it, 196 games that we, we picked? I'm not mad to drop eight. You know, like, if I had lost by 20, that would have really fucking sucked. Um, I wasn't completely sure if I was down six going into last week, but I was. Um, tried to make the comeback. My picks just weren't weren't there. Um, I, I had a lot of fun with this. Um, we had some pretty damn good records. I don't mind. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think it's that. bad. I don't think it's bad. I'm interested to see, you know, of course, next year we'll do the same kind of thing again. Um, but, yeah, I like I, – it's hard because, like, if that was a sports betting record, holy shit, you'd be the greatest gambler alive. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see, like, I want to try to do some research and see, like, what, you know, what the analysts, if they do a similar kind of thing, like yeah. what their picks are. It's also hard, though, because I don't really know any shows where they pick literally every game. Yeah, no. Like, on Fox, they would, you know, they used to each do, like, a, like three games. Uh-huh. But now they each like pick a like pick a bet yeah. kind of thing, and like Monday night they just do the Monday night game, and same with Sunday night. So it's, I'd be interested to try to find somebody who's done like the same kind of thing, because I feel like it's a good record. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah like you, you know, think about it, like it's uh, 
It's like an eleven and five season. Yeah, I wonder what. Um, yeah, really good, really good analysis yeah. there. Um, I wonder what would have happened if one of us just picked favorites the whole year. That's what I want to know. You'd have to think it'd go pretty decent. Yeah, I'd say it'd probably be anywhere from. I think it might be a little bit above yours. You think so? I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I bet it'd be close. I think I'm going to do some research on <clears> that. Um, but we'll do week 17 recap. Uh, Dolphins, sadly, miss out on the playoffs after losing to Buffalo, um, 56 to 26. This game was ugly, but we got a scoregami out of it, which was That's nice. That's true. You're a big scoregami guy. Huge scoregami guy. Uh, so we got one of those. Dolphins missed the playoffs because, of course, um, the Ravens, the Browns, and the uh, who's the third one? Ravens, Brown, uh, Colts, all won on Sunday. So the Dolphins were eliminated. That's tough to see. Um, you got to think maybe if maybe Fitzmagic starts that game, maybe the Bills win it. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> um, the Packers are roll against the Bears, winning thirty-five to sixteen. This game was close for a little bit, um, but I was never really worried about it. Rodgers doesn't lose to the Bears. Um, Trubisky played uh, Trubisky football. Um, it wasn't great to see. I think Allen Robinson was held to a couple catches thanks to Jair Alexander. Um, so, yeah, that, that was that game. It was fun to see. I love kicking the shit out of NFC North opponents, which is awesome. Um, John Wolford, a, a name that I had never heard of. What did he do this week, Whitey? He, he was balling. He was balling he against was balling. the CFL quarterback. Yes, John Wolford and the Rams took down the Cardinals 18-7. to Not only clinched their spot in the playoffs, but knocked the division rival out in the Cardinals. Unfortunately, who, who is, also meant the Bears I'm got gonna in. I'm going to look up Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Strevler. 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 Chris? Strevler. Strevler with the, I think he had a sleeve tat. That was awesome. Just the, a dude you wanted to go of off. Coming the CFL, yeah. Just couldn't. Chris Strevler, yeah. Just couldn't go off. Big old beard. Um, yeah, so the, the Rams... Um, unfortunately, with th- them defeating the Cardinals, the Bears got in. I don't mind that, I guess, because if the Bears somehow beat the Saints this weekend, then we get to play the Bears again. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And, like, yeah, congrats, Bears. You made the playoffs. Your consolation. You guys know you're a fraud, though, right? You got your consolation prizes playing the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. It's funny. Like, it's so weird how <clears> – <throat> I mean, I know this is because, like, in the NFL, there's no rankings that matter. But, like, it's so funny how in college, like – if we're playing Big Ten, I want Ohio State to lose. But, like, postseason, I am pro every yep. Big Ten team. Yep. NFL, there is zero part of me that wants any NFC I North team. I want to team. see every NFC North team go in a ditch and die. Yeah, like, if they could all go, you know, we'd get one that goes 0-16, two of them go 1-15 and and call it a day. Yep. Fine by me. Fine by me. I'm all right with that. Uh, we did not get a 6-10 and winner. Of the division in the NFC East. Oh, but it was close. It was very, very close. Washington football team gets their win. Um, they're in at 7-9 and nine after they beat the Eagles on Sunday Night Football, 20-14. to 14. Now, this game was a uh, three-point game, and uh, Doug Peterson decided, hey. Sudfeld's going to go win us l- this game. L- let's let's uh, bench our very good-looking quarterback, young quarterback, rookie quarterback named Jalen Hurts, um, because he doesn't need any more experience this season. We're going to put in Nate Sudfield, who's been in Philly for the past three years. They've seen enough of him in backup roles, but we got to give him a chance, right? 
it was just a weird like you, you see Sudfeld go out there and you're like is Hurts like is he is, is he hurt I, he, yeah. I was trying to I, was, I should have said injured because I was trying like yeah. hell to avoid that pun is Hurts hurt yeah it's like yeah. you're thinking like is Hurts injured like what the hell's going on no uh, we got no. we're gonna evaluate Nate Sudfield this is the ultimate blatantly obvious tanking I've seen in a long time. Oh, yeah, because I think it moved them up, what, like three spots? They were If they won, they were at nine. If they lost, they were at six. So, like, in the top ten, that's a lot of movement. I mean, yeah, and I, I've looked at uh, some recent top – or number six picks. Um, Jamal Adams is in there. A lot of great picks at six, not a lot of great picks at nine. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Sixth pick in the, in the draft. Oh, I thought you meant like like a mock draft. Oh no! And I was like, "What the hell oh, are no. you talking about, bro? Pre- Who, have pre- I just missed a top? Rock? Have I never heard of some top guy? Previous okay. sixth overall. <laughs> like, who they get? I was like, "What is this dude talking about? Did he say Damal? <laughs> who the hell is Jamal Adams? And where's he from? No, there have been very good previous number six overall picks. Not as many number nines. Um, Wait, was da- Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, Danny was number Dimes six? Was the number six pick? Um, we'll see. He fumbles the ball a lot, um, but yeah, this is. I loved Chris Collinsworth digging in during the broadcast about tanking, and he got a, he got a, a, a note in his locker from who's he worked for CBS, NBC, NBC after the game talking about. Um, you know, you can't you can't go out and dig the team like that when you're on the broadcast. But it was so obvious. Like yeah, like that's one thing that bothers me about broadcasting is the. They're supposed to act, and I know this is more the NFL than the broadcasters, because, like, the same broadcasters in the XFL could talk about betting. Like, I don't know why the NFL just condemns them talking about betting when everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. And I also don't know, like, if there's something blatantly wrong you're seeing, why can't you call it how you see it? Exactly. Like, I get why they can't predict who's going to win and, like, all that. I get that. But if you see a team doing something that... Like, just call it out. What's wrong with that? That is borderline illegal in the game of football. Yeah, and also, like, I, the Eagles did what they did. They wanted to move up or whatever their inner reasons was for putting in Sudfeld. And I know why Giants fans would be irritated, but, like... They have no right. No. I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. They, they Besides have the fact that you only won six games... It's not the Eagles' responsibility to decide what division rival gets in the playoffs. Like, they don't owe it to the Giants to say, we're going to go out and we're going to play our best just so it's like, make the football team beat us. Like, they don't owe anybody shit. It's not like they decided, huh, we kind of like the football team better this year, so we're going to let them win and screw over the Giants. Like, I feel like some people are acting like, oh, like they intentionally changed who made the playoffs. Well, they indirectly changed yeah. it, but it wasn't so they could, you know, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like it wasn't a divisional game and like they were trying to, you know, tank to yeah. make the NFC East team not get in or whatever. Like it was literally just, they didn't care. They wanted to get a better draft pick. Yeah. Maybe they got their eyes on like a Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. They wanted to go get a guy at number six. Yeah. A um, couple of things I'd say, I agree a hundred percent with the uh, analysis there. Um, one thing I was thinking about the geography of the NFC East. Um, very weird. Very weird because you got the three teams up in that little area, right? And then you got yeah. the Cowboys. What if they? Why don't they just like throw the Panthers up in the NFC East and keep the Cowboys in the South? Are there too many good teams in the South then? You know, because 
Well, well, we should. All right, here's a here's a topic. All right, so right now for our like dog days when there's not you know just baseball going on. Yeah. We got college football playoff expansion. Then we'll do some uh, NF or NFL realignment to the division yes. discussion. Yeah, because yeah, I think about this all the time. Like, why are the Miami Dolphins not in the AFC South, but the Indianapolis Colts are? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. Why? Well, I mean, the Wests are hard because there's so few teams out yeah. there that like you have to. Yeah. But yeah, and like, I'd say the Norths make sense. The yep. Wests make sense. But the Souths and the East make no sense. Baffling at all. to me. At all. So, yeah, we will do, we will uh, improve, putting rivalries aside, we will improve the NFL division alignment. Yes, 100%. Um, I forgot what my second point was going to be, so we're going to go on to... My apologies. No, no, it was 100% my fault. The, when, I, when I started talking about the geography and shit, I was like blanking on the second thing, and I just went with geography 100%. Um, our second coaching carousel of the week... Start it off, Whitey. So, uh, the one that everybody saw coming before week one even started, yep. Adam Gase fired from the New York Jets. No. It's a uh, sad day for New York fans, you know? Yeah, they got to be heartbroken. I know oh, the whole absolutely. The fan base just absolutely adored him, felt that he was, you know, give him a key to the city, coach contract for life type guy. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, management felt different. Gase is on his way out. I know, I know we'll talk about this a lot more as April rolls around and as, you know, kind of mock draft and the combine rolls around, but what the hell do the Jets do with the number two pick? I, like... You take a tackle? You, you take either, either <laughs> trade down and get a boatload of picks for, you know, either a team trying to get Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, or a team like the Bengals trying to get Penny Sewell to protect Joe Burrow... Or you take Penny Sewell, or do you gamble, think that Sam Darnold's issues weren't coaching, they were all his talent, and you try to get a new quarterback for your new head coach? I do not. I'm not a big Sam Darnold guy. But I don't like... I think Justin Fields and Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson more than Justin Fields, both a stretch it too. Yeah, I mean, well, what bums me out about seeing mock drafts with Zach Wilson at two, it makes my hot take a little less hot when I said he was going to be a stud in yeah. the NFL. Because, like, yeah, like, it's not a hot take to say the number two pick. Yeah. Like, I know I didn't say that that long ago, but when I said it, the dude wasn't going to project it to be a top five pick. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. Um, but I yeah. honestly, I mean... You pair Sewell with Mackay Becton. I don't hate that. that. That's, I mean, you got tackles for a long time. Yeah. I, I really don't hate that at all. If I were the Jets GM, I'd probably go that route. I hate when you you feel forced to take a quarterback. Like, uh, unless you think Justin Fields or Zach Wilson is your guy. You're absolutely, like, you're absolutely Like, unless you're guaranteed. certain that he will turn the franchise around. Yeah. Because let's not sit here and act like Sam Darnold was the sole problem. No, like, let's not act like they already put a boatload of talent around him. Yeah, and the let's, offense let's not was act horrible. like our coach decided, hey, 37-year-old Frank Gore is looking really good. Let's we don't, piss we don't, off. We don't have to use one of the best running backs in recent memory in Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, let's piss off Le'Veon Bell. No, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. I'm really excited for, and it might just be because the number one pick's usually pretty set. 
It's like the number two is where things get interesting. But I am yeah, really excited for the number two pick. Speaking of the number one pick, uh, Doug Marone got fired from the Jags head coaching job, um, which has opened up a boatload of possibilities for their new head coach. Um, if you're the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're walking into the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. Most definitely 100%, right? Yeah. Oh, it has you're to open, be. You're open. You have almost $100 million in cap space available. You're going down to Florida to coach football. Are there really? Is there really a negative there? I mean, the team's not good, but obviously you're getting a once-in-a-generation once in talent. In Trevor Lawrence. <clears throat> well, right. And um, and the thing is, like, yeah, it's a solid division. But, like, who knows what's going to happen to the Colts. You know, they're going to lose Rivers sooner or later. Yeah. So, unless they draft a guy that immediately turns out, you got to assume the Colts are just kind of getting by for now. You know, Tennessee, obviously a very good team. they got a good system in place, good coach. But you never know how long a running back has in the tank. And once you lose Derrick Henry – completely alters yeah, the team the titans could be anywhere like even with derrick henry they could be anywhere from eight and eight to 11 and five like that's their range you're not going to have like this dominant team in the afc south right and when the, the texans you know losing deshaun potentially yeah it should happen jesus christ i feel bad for that man. like losing the texans are a dumpster fire so you're coming into a division that well it's not wide open like maybe you could see the nfc east as being it's not like a murderer's row where you got, you know, maybe like the, you know, Zach Taylor with the Bengals having to play the Ravens, Browns, and Steelers twice a year. Yep. Or having to play the Cardinals, Seahawks, Niners, uh, if you're, you know, Cliff Kingsbury. So it's not, it's definitely like, it ain't a bad place to go. And they also got, they got another pick in the first round. They have, let's see, one, two second round picks. I think, uh, the first and second is that from Yannick the Yannick trade the first and second rounders okay the second rounders from Minnesota yeah because I think the first round oh first rounders from the Rams for Jalen wait Ramsey. did Yannick get in the Pro Bowl because I think no oh didn't. yeah because that would have turned into a first rounder right no it would have been like an extra third round oh really uh but then they got yeah third round pick fourth I think just oh two fourth round picks so the GM coach combination at the Jags is not only going to have a shit ton of cap space, they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. They're also going to have a decent amount of draft picks to bring in some young new guys that they want and kind of fit what they want to do. So uh, Urban Meyer is going to be set up. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens with Urban Meyer. Um, he's li has been linked to interviews with the Chargers and the Jags. Um, the Chargers, of course, because Lance – or not Lance Lynn. That's a fucking pitcher. It's <laughs> a fucking pitcher, Phil. Um, Anthony Lynn got fired from the Chargers job. Everyone knew that one was coming. Pretty obvious fires this year for the coaching carousel, including the three that already happened this year. Uh, yeah, Matt Patricia, Dan Quinn, and Bill O'Brien, who might now be responsible for a franchise quarterback getting traded young in his career. I was trying to think, like, I wanted to say that hasn't happened in, like, our competent football fan lives, but has it? Like, have we seen such a young, but, like, already a stud quarterback be like, I want out? And, yeah, he hasn't technically said he wants out, 
But the writing's on the wall. I can't think he's of got anybody. teammates apologizing to him for wasting a season. Yeah, like he's frustrated. He's not happy that they didn't interview Eric Bieniemy for head coach. That was an idiotic move there. Why wouldn't every team? Like I know I, it's kind of like a Saban scenario where yes, Andy Reid is the head coach, mm-hmm. so your offense is gonna be good anyway. But if your star young quarterback wants to interview somebody for head coach, yeah, and it's a good offensive mind for one of the best offenses in the NFL, why wouldn't you interview him? I don't know. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, but you can say you tried. That whole top down, top down, that organization sucks, and I feel bad for J.J. Watt. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I feel bad for everybody down in Houston. Well, that's okay, because we'll, we'll take J.J. We'll, yeah. give, we'll give him a home. I think we get a – I would love to see a little hometown discount. J.J.'s already made a lot of money. Just bring him up. He's back already to, got a home in Wisconsin yeah, that he he's trains got that at. cabin up north. Yeah, just – it makes so much sense. Just come home. And you know what? If you want to bring TJ and Derek, sure. The yeah, more the merrier. Well, I mean, we'll take, I guess we'll we'll take, take him if you want to give him to us. Yo, Derek, obviously, hey, LaFleur is showing he likes fullbacks a yeah. little bit. So that's but a no-brainer. no offense, we, we would leave you, Derek, if you felt oblo- obligated to keep him. Yeah, if Derek really loved Pittsburgh, yeah. he could stay. Because evidently, uh, what's his name? Is it like Humphrey? Who's that fullback that's caught like two passes the last two weeks? Oh yeah, who I had never heard of before. Um, yeah. Uh, what happened to the Browns this week? Uh, they got COVID. Yeah, that's just <laughs> the ultimate Browns move. They got COVID this week. Head coach Stef- uh, Kevin Stefanski. Is it Kevin? Yeah. Kevin Stefanski will not be able to coach against the Steelers this week. Um, of course, because the Browns, the first time in getting playoffs into the playoffs in what seems like a billion years, uh, their head coach against COVID will not be able to coach, obviously. We'll see. I, I feel like we're in the day and age where we could like get this guy, not talk to anybody, not touch anybody, not interact with anybody, and just send him up to a booth up top and just let him call plays from there alone. Why well, can't we do that? That's the thing that like I've I've been thinking the exact same thing. The problem though is like what it comes down to is how do you justify putting a COVID positive like a person that you know yeah. has the virus that's caused a world pandemic? Like how do you get that approved that like you bring him into a building? I like I think put him in a hazmat, put people put up him in, in a hazmat. Yeah, put him in a bubble in a hazmat and, like, wheel him up to the press box and leave him. <laughs> like, I think it, it would probably be feasible. But, man, how do you get, like, how do you get ownership to approve? How do you get the NFL to approve? Like, <laughs> there's just no You're good fucked. way. They're fucked. It, and it sucks. First time since 2003 the Browns make the playoffs and they're out. Their head coach, their best offensive lineman, or one of their best offensive linemen with Joel Batonio. Uh, I had it written down. Who else is out? Uh, Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward is on the COVID list. I think he was on it last week, I though, so, so he too. might be back. Harrison Bryan, again, I don't know when he was on it. But either, like, it's not a for sure thing that either, because uh, today it said they're still on the COVID list. Yeah. It's like you're not sure when these guys are going to come back. I think they have, like, eight players on the list, and most of them are pretty significant players. Went from being a really good time to be a Browns fan to then, like, hey, welcome to the party. The playoffs kind of suck. Yeah. Um, you know what team's not playing this week in the playoffs? Well, mm-hmm. besides the other 16 or whatever it is. 70, yeah, who's that? Uh, the number one seed in the NFC, uh, the Packers. Uh, they're not playing this week. 
Yeah, and they enough. just got uh, what is it? Seven people named to the NFL All Pro team. Uh, one, two, three, four on the first team, and two on the second, so six. Yeah, that is Rodgers, Adams, Bakhtiari, and Lindsley all get first team all pro. What a showing. What a showing. I mean, you, if you're the number one seed, you're bound to get at least three. Um, we got four. They threw on uh, Jair and Zadarius onto the second team. J- Jair should have been the number one. He, he's the number one overrated overall cornerback this year. He should have been on the first team all pro. But they throw him a bone and give him second. Um, Travis Kelsey and Aaron Donald, both unanimous decisions. Anything you want to talk about there? No, I mean, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen kind of showed, you know, the the media also feels that they're the future. They tied for second team. A bunch of receivers on the second team. I think Calvin Ridley made it. I had it pulled up, but I took it down. to. Oh, here it is. Uh, Any other notables? Shout out Andy with his Broncos left tackle. Garrett Bowles. Bowles made a second team? Yeah, he Are you balled that, that this dude year. That trash. Okay, so last year he held like every other play. Yeah. This year, dude was balling. Uh, Justin Jefferson made it. DK Metcalf. Cole Beasley hopped on the team. Cole Beasley deserves it there. I like him. Yeah, he had a hell of a year. So, I mean, it doesn't hurt that John Brown was injured. Yeah. But still, I mean, didn't he put up 1,000 yards for the first time? I think so, yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I mean, Quentin Nelson, that dude out of Indianapolis, awesome dude to watch play, made first team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Packers, had, I think, I'm not going to sit here and count, but I'm almost certain we had, we had to have had the most, didn't we? I'd assume so. Yeah, like I'll, maybe I'll go through later and double check, but... Yeah, like you said, number one seed in the NFC, number two seed in the NFL. You're going to get a few players on the All-Pro team. Yeah, for sure. Um, wild Card Weekend? Wild Card Weekend. Super Wild Card Super Weekend. Super Wild Card Weekend. We've got three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Um, Saturday is tomorrow, and probably today if you're listening to it when this first comes out, I'd assume, unless it gets posted tonight. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, courts in your ball. Courts in my ball. Um, Colts at the Bills to start it off. Bills are a seven-point favorite. Over-unders 51 and a half. Um, I'm not a huge fan of high over-unders in the playoff games. I just, I don't know. I don't really see them being high-scoring games unless it's 55 to 52 or whatever it was in that Packers-Cardinals game about eight years back. Yeah, was that, are you talking about the with the Hail Marys? Nope. That was twenty to thirteen. Oh, and so then, the one before that, Rogers' first time in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that was the last Packer game I cried over. Yeah, we gave up fifty. Well, I'm sure I've teared up yeah. over a couple, but like that, I actually where uh, Darnell Dockett face masked yep. Rogers and he fumbled and they got the scoop and score in the end yep. zone. Yep. Yeah, no, I remember crying very uh, aggressively after that. Yeah. Um, Bills tough draw having the Colts as a seven seed coming into um is it still New Era right now or no New Era Stadium uh it's either not anymore or this was the last year I think this is like the last New Era like New Era Field at Orchard Park or yeah, something. something like that um tough draw for the Bills I still like them they're rolling they were dancing to can't touch this the other day during their practice um that video was leaked onto the internet um Bills are rolling so much that I don't see anybody really picking against them but i would definitely go colts against the spread yeah i think it'll be a little closer than that but i'm excited to see josh allen again in the playoffs 
what, last year they got bounced by the Texans on Wild Card Weekend? I believe so. Yeah. What, so, what a world. The Texans oh, are bouncing people in the playoffs. One minute you're in it, and then the next your world's just <laughs> shit. Then you trade shit. DeAndre Hopkins. And then it's just shit. Um, what a cruel mistress of the NFL. But, yeah, I'm excited to see Josh Allen. Excited to see old Phil Rivers and his 48 kids uh, hoping to get a big playoff win to kind of <laughs> round out his career. Yeah, I'm taking – if we were doing money line, I got the Bills. But I, I think the Colts can cover, you know, Bills minus seven. I think the Colts will keep it within a touchdown. Yeah, um, for me, it's the Colts run game. Um, if Jonathan Taylor can sustain what he's been doing this past month, he is the NFL Rookie of the Month on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they can keep it close. Bills' rush defense isn't great. Um, we'll see. I mean, the Colts have a top-five defense and a and a really fucking good running game. It could give the Bills some problems, especially Josh Allen. Um, reading those coverages, they, they disguise well down there in Indy. Um, Rams at the Seahawks during the afternoon game on Saturday. Seahawks are a four-point favorite. Over-unders, 42. The last two games these two teams played this season, I think the total combined points for both those games was like 50. They don't pull, They don't score points. No, yeah. It's, not only is it a division game where you sc- there's not a lot of points scoring. Playoffs, low Unless scoring. you're in the AFC South. Every game in the AFC South gets 100 points. That's true. Yeah. Uh, not only is it the division and a playoff game where points are hard to come by, these teams haven't been scoring much late. Goff is either going to play with a broken thumb or be out entirely. It's still kind of up in the air, I guess, if you will, what's going to happen. And the Seahawks have kind of gone back to what made them good in the past, which was don't let Russ cook, just play really good defense and control the clock. And they're back to being good at it again. Yeah. um, You know, what's funny is Russ isn't going to get an MVP vote again. No. After those first eight weeks, everyone, how like, has Russell Wilson never won an MVP? Listen, this happens every year. He either does great at the end and doesn't get a vote because he started out sucky or didn't perform as well. It's it's just the Seattle way. They play defense. They run the ball. Russell Wilson throws for 25, point, 25 times a game. It yeah, they'll get like 200, 200 yards, a couple touchdowns, maybe rush a little bit. Maybe throw That's 50 it. rushing yards in there. It just happens. Um, uh... I guess we'll just talk about betting when it go when it comes to these games. I would take the Rams plus four. Really? I don't believe in the Seahawks at all. You believe in Wolford? Because <laughs> that's I mean that's what I either believe in broken thumb golf or Wolford. I I'm, I'll tell you now I believe more in broken thumb golf than I do in Wolford. Because the thumb's on the throwing hand, right? Like, that's why it's such, like, a big deal if he's going to play. Like, I know you oh, can't just club even... a quarterback. Yeah. But, like, if it's on the – oh, it has to be because how else do you – I feel like he probably, like, hit a helmet or something, oh, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'd assume it's on the throwing oh, hand. I got to Google. Is I don't know. This Goff's the... thumb on the throwing hand. Thank God I don't type super had, slower. That okay, could but, have been uh, real. But bit. also, he has two thumbs. The way you worded that question was terrible. Is Goff's thumb on his throwing hand? <laughs> Should have had his broken thumb. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Hey, breaking news. He does have a thumb on his throwing okay, hand. Okay, good. Uh, Ian Rappaport reported that Goff had surgery on his throwing hand thumb. So if he plays, that's going to get ugly. Because, like, I know, you're, I know it's playoffs. And, like, you know, you kind of want to, like, risk it whatever 
But if dude's got a broken thumb, there's no reason to throw yeah. him out there. I retract my previous statement. I will not be betting this game at all. Except the over-under in which I'll take the under. Yeah, I really like the under on that. Yep. Um, Buccaneers travel to Washington and actually land over Maryland. Um, Buccaneers are a nine-point favorite in this one. Um, over-under is 44.5. The last time that Ron Rivera, as a four-seed... Um, coaching a four seed played against a five seed Bruce Arians led team Ron Rivera won and his team was seven and nine to end the season and the last four uh eight and eight or seven and nine record uh teams to make the playoffs last four have won the uh, wild card game outright and the last eight have covered I love the cover here love the cover Football team's going to play good defense. I will not bet football team money line, especially because Chase Young said, I want Tom Brady. That was the worst decision in all of sports. Yeah, like, I wouldn't have done that just because it's Tom Brady. But what do you think? Was it disrespect to Tom Brady? Because I don't think so. It was admiration, but Tom can take that however he wants. Well, really, like, it doesn't, like, he's just going to use it to motivate himself, even though in his heart of hearts he knows, like, it wasn't shit-talking. But everyone's acting like, your team's not good. What are you doing shit-talking the GOAT? I don't think it was shit-talking. No. I think it was like, hey, like he you're, you're the best the quarterback. Time, yeah. Bring it on. Like, the great rushers all say, like, oh, I want a sack. Like, I think, uh, who is it? Um, oh, Nadama King Sue said he hates quarterbacks and always wanted to sack the great quarterbacks. Like, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong about saying, like, Tom, I'm coming for you because how can you play any other way? Yeah. You can't go up against Tom Brady thinking like, ah, oh, I'm kind of intimidated. He's yeah. pretty good. It just. I think it, he'll probably attack Tristan Wirfs a lot, rookie on rookie. Yeah, that'll um, be a good That'll be a great matchup. battle. Um, but I would take the nine points and I'll, I'll take the under in this one as well. I don't. Hammer want... the plus. Give me the plus nine all day long. Yep. Uh, Ravens, three and a half point favorites at the Titans. <laughs> Over-under is 54. Um, I don't know how cold it's going to be in Tennessee this week, but if it's below 45 degrees, I'm saying it's going to be a tough game for the Ravens. It is going to be 43. Oh, you pulled it up first. I have, yeah, I already have Nashville on my thing. Oh, damn yeah, sorry. Um, So it will be 43 degrees out on uh at, at kickoff which is noon central um this is scary you're going up against the yeti as the baltimore d they got a defense decent defense but i mean this dude just rushed for 2000 yards he did uh but on the flip side the ravens are pounding the ball as a team and the titans got a pretty bad defense themselves yeah the titans defense is ter- if if lamar can take advantage of the iffy secondary Secondary with Tennessee, I could see the Ravens winning this game. I don't know. I, I kind of like the Titans here. You got something on your mind? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Ravens to win, but the Titans to cover. I don't mind that at Sh- all. Should be a tight one. Yeah, I think so too. Over under is 54. I think that. Um, even though it's the highest of the week, still has a chance to hit the over. Yeah, I mean it's it's weird because you usually when you think oh two teams that you know pound the 34, ball 34, 24, don't mind that. Yeah, you think like oh two teams are gonna pound the ball, you know the clock's gonna come down. 
But I also think they're gonna run the ball on big plays. Yeah. Like I don't think it's it's not gonna be like a you know three what a, what's the saying like three yards in a cloud of dust type thing. Yeah. It's gonna be like Derrick Henry has six carries. They're down at the goal line. He punches it in. Yeah. Lamar has a forty yard play. They run the ball punt. Like I think it's gonna be explosive running plays. It's not gonna be like a Wisconsin Iowa football game. I agree. Um. Afternoon game. Uh. Three thirty central. The Nickelodeon game. <laughs> the Nickelodeon game. I will not be watching on Nickelodeon. Will oh, I'm going to check it out. I mean, I'll throw it on every Oh, but yeah, like I, I would never like, even if I had a kid, I wouldn't let him. No. I'd be like, no, we're watching on CBS. Yeah. Um, Bears at Saints. Saints are a 10-point <clears throat> favorite. I hate the Saints minus 10. I hate it. I, 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 I didn't want to say I love the Bears plus 10, so I said hate Saints minus 10. I, I, I appreciate yeah. that. Over under it's 47. A it's a lot of points in a playoff game. And if you look down the line, the Bears don't play the Saints terribly. No, they don't. And some about the NFC North kind of does pretty well against the Saints, too. Yeah. If this was Minnesota minus 10, I'd, I'd lock of the oh. week would be Vikings plus 10 all I day long. Money line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it happened. Kyle Rudolph would get a push off. I'm kidding, Donahue. I don't think it was offensive pass interference. Maybe they'd get a complete horseshit game-winning touchdown. Not kidding about that one. That sucked. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Saints are going to win. It's hard because, like, I don't think it's going to be close to the spread. I either think the Saints squeak it out or they beat them by 20. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. I don't think I'll bet this one. Um, I probably would bet the under. Yeah, I think Saints are just going to try to control the clock and the Bears aren't going to score enough to make it a shootout. Yeah. Um, I, I could sense a backdoor cover from the Bears here. Yeah, just might have one. Uh, the nightcap on Sunday night, Browns at Steelers. Steelers are a seven-point seven favorite. Over-unders 47. Um, Browns without Kevin Stefanski, some other notable names. Um, the Steelers uh, somewhat playing good football now. Right? Well, I don't know. They just I think lost they're playing they had okay Ru- football. I mean, they lost to the Browns by two with Mason Rudolph last week. That's true. That's true. With Kevin Stefanski. They're playing okay football. They're playing okay football. I don't see them losing this game. I don't know what to do. I probably wouldn't lay the seven. It's tough because, like, what do you value a head coach at? Like, how many points do you think a pretty decent head coach is worth? And yeah. I don't think anybody, like, uh, wasn't uh, Alex Van Pelt, wasn't he the uh, Packers uh, QB coach? Or am I completely just misquoting that? No, the dude that kind of looked like Mike McCarthy? Yeah, no, no I got to Google it quick. Okay. But I swear, like, there's, I heard something about... I know, like, I heard it on last week's broadcast. Uh, some game. I'm pretty sure. And uh, it was like... Hey, maybe his name's not even... No, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is a dude that looks like McCarthy. Yeah, but with a beard. Yep, offensive coordinator for the Browns. Uh, Yeah, he was an assistant at Green Bay. I heard something about Rodgers hyping him up. I think he was one of the coaches that Rodgers really liked. He was pissed that, yeah. Before Nathaniel Hackett, who uh, is now our offensive coordinator. See, I mean, you never know. Like, it's hard to get a read on how good a coach is. That's never been a head coach yeah. just because the average fan doesn't have the access or the time to dive into that. Yep. But, yeah, it's it's tough because there's so many – like, there's already so many unknowns with sports in general. Then you got the NFL playoffs where anything happens. Then you got a COVID year, and then you take out the head coach. Yeah. Like, they're either going to do just fine because Alex Van Pelt's an amazing coach, 
or they're going to get throttled because the team just wasn't prepared because they had a bunch of chaos going on. Yeah, I'm really, I'll be honest, I'm not in love with a whole lot on this board in a, from a gambling aspect. I'm not either, but I'm going to make three of those games my locks of the week. Oh, I've been trying this whole time to think, what am I going to like? All talk right. myself Spe- into a lot? Special super, super, what do they call it? Super wildcard weekend? Yeah. Okay, so special super wildcard weekend. Locks of the week are all coming from these six games. Yeah, I think that was my plan. I just, yeah. they gotta. Yeah. Um,. I mean, I think we should just start our first one with our obvious football team plus nine. Yeah, that's a lock. Hammered, okay. bet we're, the house. Yeah, we're locking that one, football team plus nine. Um, I'm going to lock the under on the Rams-Seahawks game. There's no way they reach 42 points. Russell Wilson will put up 24. Whoever is playing quarterback for the Rams will put up 10. I'm going to lock that as well. Okay. I'm glad we can agree. I am going to... I have one in mind, but like I also don't want to say it because it's just kind of a boring one. Take it. Do it. I, I kind of like under 47 on Brown Steelers. Okay. Like I don't like – like unders aren't fun. Yeah, unders aren't fun at all. But, but we just talked about like we don't know what's going to happen with the Browns. They got a very good all-pro offensive lineman out with COVID. Not sure who else is even going to be on the field. They don't have their head coach who – helped engineer the entire turnaround of the franchise this season. And the Steelers haven't been putting up a lot of points. Their offense hasn't been playing that great for a while. Playoff yeah. division game. I, I, no, I, 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 don't, I don't doubt that at all. Um, I think that's a good pick. It's just kind of like I, you hate picking unders. You yeah. Know? Um, my third lock is going to be Colts plus seven. Okay. In Buffalo. I like that. Um, a lot of points. Run game. A lot of points. I thought about taking the under. Thought about taking the over. I had no idea what to do there, so I just took the points with the Colts. Um, I think that game's competitive. Maybe a uh, three-point game. We'll see what happens. That was episode 35 of Catching a Buzz. You made it um, all the way to the end. Um, anything else, Whitey? No. Yeah, you made it this far. Uh... Yeah, Jesus Christ. Good on you. Good on you. I think uh, be on the lookout. I think we might have some uh, special merch coming out soon. Yep. Be on the lookout for that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Other than that, yeah, appreciate you making it this far. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Wow.